We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Rotowire After Dark Champions League podcast. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. I am joined, as always, with, by Ryan Belongi, the newly minted champion of the EPL Scorpion Kick. Shout out <laughs> to Ryan for winning a 2K today. Not bad. Yeah, thanks. Had a rough Sunday, so it was nice to get some of it back today in, in soccer. And, uh, Excited about Champions League, you know, best sweat in DFS. Um, and, you know, I feel like we're due to win one of these Champions League slates, too. Yeah, if I had to give a diagnosis of how I thought Champions League went, in week one, we were like, Champions League is easy. I think our advice crushed. It was good. And then week two, man, that was that was bad news for me. Um, you know, we whiffed. We were cowards with Harry Kane, and then we whiffed on Rico Lewis at the Stone Men playing forward and taking set pieces and having the game of his life. That's how it feels like it's going lately for me. But it's always a new slate, and um, I'm pretty excited for this Champions League slate. Uh, Ryan, I DraftKings just doesn't care about its pricing and um, whatever. I've complained a lot about it. They don't care. What's the point? But um, I think it's created a somewhat interesting slate, especially how this sets up. So if we're just looking at the matches, we have these up on the cheat sheet right now. Manchester United, the biggest favorites, hosting Copenhagen. So it seems like a great spot, but uh, Manchester United struggled against Galatasaray in a similar spot in the previous match week. Um, that has one of the higher implied goal totals. The highest implied goal total is Real Madrid on the road uh, to, in Portugal to Braga. So they're pretty pretty similar goal total, but they're on the road. So that pumps up Braga's goal total a little bit. So less likely for a clean sheet. And then it's somewhat interesting. The other favorites are on the roads. So like I said, Real Madrid on the road. We have Arsenal, a tricky match at Sevilla. That's never an easy place to play. And Arsenal struggled at Lons last time. Um, we got Napoli who are underpriced at Union Berlin and then a couple of matches, which I don't think are particularly interesting. Um, Benfica, that's the lowest, uh, goal total of the slate and Benfica are an absolute mess with their injury report. So who knows what they're going to roll out. And then, um, I don't know how many people are going to be interested in this PSV lens match. I don't really think lens are a great side for DFS, but there's some pieces to play on PSV and maybe you can convince me otherwise. But um Ryan, what's sticking out to you about how the slate's playing out? Any matchup look particularly interesting to you? Um yeah, you know, the first thing that sticks out is you said the soft pricing. It seems to happen a lot on these Champions League slates. It's kind of a play whoever you want slate again. I think DraftKings seems to like it that way. Um you know, as far as these matchups, I don't United United stands out as the best matchup, but I mean, it's you know United. They they've we've seen them fail over and over again in good spots. Um, and then after that, yeah, you said it's a bunch of favorites on the road, so like nothing that stands out as like a smash spot. I mean, it's a good spot for Madrid, but for DFS, they're always kind of tough. Uh, Arsenal, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like. For cash games, I think it's a tricky slate because, like, who's a lock? I mean, who are you just for sure playing in cash games? Well, well Bruno. And Bruno. then after that, I, I don't know. Like, who's the next forward? Who's the next midfielder where you're like, oh, I just – I have to have this guy in my lineup. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't – you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll We'll get into that. But I think it's up for debate. 
I think uh, it's a tricky cash slate. I think the pool is like, there's like not a lot of locks and there's a lot of decent plays and there's, that makes for a lot of different constructions. I know we were talking. Kind of like that though. Yeah. I think you it know? should be fun. It should be good for GPPs at least because there's not going to be like a clear chalky salary construction on my DraftKings tab. I have four lineups. And if I saw any of those in a head to head against me, I'd be like, eh, well, that's fine. I mean, maybe not what I would do, but. I think there's a bunch of reasonable constructions that the pricing allows for. You were talking about Manchester United, Ryan, and um, you know all of their players are cheap, but man, they struggled for large periods of time against Sheffield United over the weekend. I just don't think they're a particularly strong team. They're suffering a lot with injuries, and um, I don't know if like morale is low in the squad either. I'm not. I shouldn't be like. I'm not good at commentating and that type of thing. But I've just seen them. I've watched their games and I've watched them struggle. So I think that makes things more interesting. I think um, people are going to be frustrated with United, so they're not going to have high roster ship. There's some room for that spot to fail. And so that opens up all the other spots. Like, I'm happy to play Napoli pieces instead of Manchester United pieces. And I think for that reason, because Manchester United have been struggling, that makes this a much more interesting spot. If, man, you were the second best team in the league, not top of the table like my Tottenham Hotspur, you know, maybe we'd feel differently. Maybe we'd just be like, it was just going to be a stacked Manchester United slate. But I don't think it, I don't think it projects that way whatsoever. Um, yeah, maybe we can get into cash games though. I mean, we were talking about the options and there's really no must play forward, Ryan, at least to me, the name that sticks out is that Bukayo Saka, you know, Mikel Arteta is keen on just killing him and playing and running him to the ground all these minutes. I keep saying it, but he doesn't care. And Saka continues to crush. Um, every time he's out there, he's doing awesome. Do you want to spend up 9,500 for Saka or do you want to maybe try a more balanced construction where you try to play several mid price forwards? Yeah, you know, I think he's an he, he he's a fine option, but I'm not just running to jam him in. Uh, for one, like it's not like a smash spot in terms of floor away to Sevilla, and I also wouldn't be surprised to see him get subbed. I mean, we've seen that a little bit more often now, and Arsenal, all of their attackers are healthy again. Um, yeah, you know, I know everybody is always talking about. Arteta running Saka into the ground. I know you are too. I get it. Um, but, you know, he's 22. And, uh, you know, I guess sort of, you know, with the body type he has, you should be able to play a few soccer games a week, especially if you're not really training that much. I don't know. You know, I know there's some, a study that just came out about these NBA, NBA arrests and all their players all the time now. And, Apparently, it doesn't do anything to stop injuries. I don't know. Do you remember when you were a kid and you could play for hours and hours every single day and never be tired? Jack, you'd go to Notre Dame and drink all night and wake up and go to you'd go to class at 7 in the morning and your body was just fine. I and, mean, I got, and I did well in those classes, too. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, you go out, then go to complex analysis in the morning, and then go out Friday night and go out saturday until 3 a.m you're right and like i have one beer now and i'm ready to die so right 22 does make a big difference (laughs) 22 years old right he's just playing soccer having a good time out there so i mean you know i'm not too worried about it with a guy like Saka, uh but just like for cash games yeah so i think it's an interesting cash game slate sort of like we said you put bruno in and then after that it's not clear sometimes on these premier league cash game slates or other slates you just feel like, oh, you have to play this guy. I have to play this guy. I have to play this guy. You know, this is a cash game play. Mm-hmm. Kind of like this because you can sort of make your own decisions without uh, doing anything suboptimally. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think Saka is a lock at 9,500. You can play him. Like, you can play him because the pricing soft. And, you know, maybe it is optimal to play him. But there's some other forwards you could play too. Yeah, I think he's fairly priced. I think that would be reasonable to say. So um, when other players are underpriced, so that might affect some of your decision-making. Um, I do, like you said about cash, like I don't think any particular player is going to really be too owned. And uh, that's kind of nice. It won't come down to one of these stupid 3v3s at the very end that involves like a second defender and random utility player. Like, did you play Anthony Alanga or Harry Tofolo? Something right. like that. So that's, um, that's kind of, that is nice as well. You know, there's the other side of the argument, though, that, you know, if if Bruno is really the only clear play, then why not just play Saka as the next one or something like that? You know, you know what I mean? There, There is that argument, too. So well, it, I, it can go both ways. I do want to get into that because if there were a lot of good cash forwards available, 
I would feel that way. And there's a lot of decent forwards that are available to us at price. So if I just look through some names, Kvitsa Kvarcella, 7,100. He even takes a few set pieces now and then. The Napoli set piece situation is a total disaster from a DFS point of view. No one really taking them. He seems like a good play, not really a cash play. None of these forwards are really major cash consideration unless uh, you have a strong opinion otherwise. Um, you know, you can play Angel Di Maria if he's fit at 6,400, but he has major fitness issues. And, you know, Marcus Rashford is finding cash at 6,600, but he's not a priority in cash games. You know, he'll have good goal scoring odds, but he's been a bit out of form and, you know, Manchester United have been struggling. So you can play these, you can play Hoyland at 7,200. You can play Rashford at 6,600. You can play Anthony at 6,200. Um, my thought about having Sokka as the main forward is he's just the best option. and if he stands out amongst the rest as kind of the safest floor um, that it, you can afford him and he's just the best cash forward option. Yeah. You don't have to throw two darts otherwise, and you can still be pretty strong in the rest of your lineup spots, depending on how you build your lineup and how the defender position works. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, I think, I think Vinny is not that much different than Saka. Um, you know, I know you get a couple set pieces, with mm-hmm. Saka, but I think their floors are similar. Otherwise, um, KK, yeah, Kavarich, Thelia. I think you can play him in cash. I mean, I know that I know the Nap the Napoli set piece situation is a mess. You shouldn't really even worry about it. You should expect like three or four guys to take one or two corners each. That's mm-hmm. sort of how it always happens. Um, I'm not sure who's on pens without Osiman there, but it could be. KK, um, it could be. and I don't know, and I don't know. I kind of, I like the play uh, just based on talent. You know, he's he's one of the best players in the world, and he's pretty cheap, and it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, so yeah, I do like him, and then yeah, those United guys, they're okay too. Anthony, he's cheap, and he had what 11, 11 floor points in sixty four minutes against Sheffield. You know, when United weren't that great. I don't know. Yeah, you don't like that he's going to get subbed. Um, Di Maria, I think you could play Di Maria in cash just because it's too cheap. I don't care about really the fitness concerns. For 6400 like, you'd be okay with 70 minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ozzy in the chat says maybe Zielinski on pens. He took a pen in the most recent Champions League fixture. So thanks for pointing mm. that out, Ozzy. Yeah, Anthony's yeah. frustrating. I think he's coming back to fitness. So maybe we could project like 75 minutes of him. 75 minutes of Anthony in a good matchup is um, probably fine, but, you know, not not necessarily a must in cash. Um, I agree. I like uh, I like KK. I think he's just a... I think he's just a strong option this late on talent and some set pieces. Maybe he takes a pen and I don't know, just echoing everything you said. So, yeah, nothing really inspires me, though. Matteo Politano, 6,300. Maybe he takes, you know, one or two of these set pieces. He played a little bit longer over the weekend. Maybe that becomes of a, more of a thing with um, Osiman injured for the next month. So maybe he's going to be pushed to play more. But he's never been kind of a fitness king guy who plays a full 90 minutes. So you're looking at guys who aren't going to play a full 90, who are cheap but have okay floors. Um, you're looking at Di Maria, who we don't know is fit, or more goal-dependent options. So that's kind of I'm like, why not just play Saka in one of those spots and not rely on hitting two of those spots necessarily? Um, I don't know. How would you? I guess. Uh, how would you? Yeah, no players. I. I think it depends. It depends what you want to do at second midfielder and at defender. I guess that's what it will depend on for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I would rank them. Yeah. Saka, if I can get there. Uh, but yeah, are we going to get a cheap midfielder that we can play? I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe we can talk about midfield and we can circle. We can talk about the connections to the construction. We were talking about Bruno, who's 9,400 on this slate. I mean, Bruno's been crushing for DFS. It helps that United have been struggling, so you don't get these like stupid Bruno anonymous games. Like they've United have had to push a lot. So United being bad, I wrote in my column, has kind of been beneficial for DFS. So that's why the United plays are good, even if um, they don't dominate the game. Um, again, sometimes we want these games to be shootouts, so the favorite team has to push anyways. Um, 
So I do like Bruno. One thing I was thinking about when I made my first um, lineup, Brian, and um, feel free to critique this. I don't mind if someone plays Jude Bellingham in cash games. He's a plus 130 anytime to score. He's drawing like four fouls a match. You know, you're talking about a player with an eight point floor and who's in fantastic form, a great matchup. So, you know, feel pretty good about him scoring a goal. If he scores a goal, he's probably going to get you 20, eight point floor otherwise. And that might be one reason you could play Bruno and Jude Bellingham in two midfield spots. And then you can just play two $6,000 forwards and, you know, hope that those guys go off as well. It seems like a pretty powerful construction to me. Not really typical cash construction, but you're only foregoing Saka and it's not the best matchup. So what would you think if someone rolled out with Jude Bellingham and Bruno in cash games? I mean, that is the high T cash that strategy right tea. there. <laughs> right. I mean, look at Be- Bellingham's game log is insane. I mean, I'm, I'm, pull just, it up. I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's absolutely insane. Um, yeah. He's arguably the best player in the world. So I just, I can't, I, I think very highly of him. So I just, I'm not going to argue against it. Like, I mean, yeah, look at that log. He scored under 11 points one time. Yeah. Seven fouls drawn. One time. Be, uh, yeah. Two goals. He's He has two braces, scores in all but three of the matches. Decent volume shooter. He's clearly running pretty good from an efficiency point of view, but he probably should be, like, clearly over 10K. Some of, yeah, you know, they've, they've documented that a few of his goals have been pretty fortunate or that, you know, sort of they've, you know, fell right to him or anyone would have scored him. You know, I don't believe too much of that. But yeah, he's been he's been running pretty good. But I, I again, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I'm not going to talk anybody off playing him. Like, th- th- that's the highest total game on the slate. Yeah, it seems strong. And if you look how Real Madrid are set up, they're sort of running this diamond midfield. So Jude is playing in front of three more hardworking defensive or just distributor type of midfielder so a lot of attacking responsibility falls in him i mean i don't really know hasalu's game but it can't be that dynamic um you know probably fine second striker so it's going to be him and Vinny, sort of the primary thrust of that attack um man just playing doesn't feel that of, irresponsible yeah no it, playing in front of kamavinga chuameni and valverde i mean i probably that's the absolute dream i don't know if it's ever gotten better than that for anybody in like soccer history so yeah yeah that that's a Good point. Uh, it's nice to play in front of those guys. Yeah, it's a good sell on Jude. I don't know. Like, I, I, I thought, you know, at least for tournaments, I could see the price tag keeping people off of him. Um, I hope so. I have eight tickets into the um, into this, you know, mid-Champions League special, and Jude's going to be in all of them, I think. Um, <laughs> I love that. I, I don't know. I just want to do it, and I only have eight lineups. So Sometimes you just got to go for it, Jack. Yeah, and I'm going for it with Jude. So I don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it just helps me make less decisions. If I'm going to jam Jude, then you know that. Yeah, significantly um, significantly reduces the um, decision tree. As a hand builder, that's kind of what sometimes it just makes your life a bit easy. Um, it does. One reason that I think it would be okay to spend up twice at midfield is I'm not really the rest of the options outside of Bruno and Jude are. I don't know. It's not the best, in my opinion. Joey Veerman is a good play at 6,700. I think he's a great cash play. That Bellingham lineup, I have Veerman in the utility. He takes a set-piece monopoly for PSV. And um, I don't know. I don't really see any punts. One punt that could show up is $4,300 Chiquinho. He might take some set-pieces for Benfica. But that situation seems like a split no matter what. Like if Kuchku and Chiquinho are on the pitch, I think both will split. So that's not ideal even at 4,300 in the lowest total. And uh, Ryan, are we going to keep on getting conned by Mason Mount? How much money are we going to throw into that black hole? Oh, man. Yeah, that was that. Yeah. That last slate with Galatasaray, we weren't really expecting Mount to start. He, at least yeah, on the podcast. My, yeah, he started, and then we lost. What, he scored four or five points. It happened on both Champions League slates. He could have scored. He could have assisted. He had one called back. Yeah, it's just one of those. We don't have him in the lineup right now, but what happens when Mason Mount starts? You know, he's 3,900, and uh, this is a better matchup than Galatasaray. This is the best matchup on the slate. Uh, Yeah. It's like that. I don't know, Jack. I'd have trouble not clicking him. I don't know. I'd click him. (laughs) I'd have trouble not clicking him. 
you know, I, I'm sure Adam would not click him and he's been, you know, la- laughing, laughing at us for continuing to play Mount. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't start though. Yeah. I want that dilemma removed. If he does start, I feel like a good midfield can, you, you can play three midfielders very easily. This lets you get someone like um, Di Lorenzo or Trimmel at defender in cash, and then you can play Saka. I mean, it just makes everything fit too well. And he's going to score four points and get subbed off at 70 minutes. And then I'll go into our DMs and be like, nobody runs worse. And then wonder why this <laughs> keeps happening, you know, just because we keep on playing Mason Mount and a terrible Manchester United side. But objectively, a good play. And if that opens up, that kind of makes it easier to spend up at every single one of the positions, which seems like a sensible approach. Um, I've really talked more about midfield than you. So um, are you on board yeah. with Joey Veerman? Yeah, he, you know, he hurt my feelings last time getting sub. <laughs> we played him last week. I wasn't expecting the sub. Um, but yeah, he still did well. 11 and a half points away to Lens. That's it's not a bad matchup. Um, you know, I don't know. He's the same price as Zielinski. I know Zielinski is only going to take one or two sets, but he might be on pens. So at least that's an argument. Yeah, I don't know. I think Veerman's an okay play, but I'm, I'm not rushing to play him. I think your boy Rakitic is very similar. I like that he's at home and a little bit cheaper. Um, 6,300? Yeah, I don't hate that. You know, Arsenal get in these spots, especially if if – if Arsenal got the lead, there would be a lot of second half floor points for Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't mind that. I, yeah, I just don't think there's anything clear. I wish I had a better answer. I, you know, I wish I just, I don't know how like, Oh, um, Luka Modric. Oh no, he's not in. I saw it. So who's taking Madrid set pieces. I had, oh. I had Modric in there. Um, Fortunately, we can use the rotowire.com cheat sheet. We can pull up Real Madrid. So this is only for Champions League, but one nice feature. We can click on Luka Modric's name, and we can take a look at how set pieces have been working out for Real Madrid. It looks like it's Cruz and Modric, kind of how it's been for the last while. So they'll split if they're both on. This might be like one subbing for the other because Cruz and Modric are not fitness kings anymore. So I just mean we have them. We have neither one projected in. Oh, yeah, well, we have that Iron Man midfield in. That's interesting. So you know, you would probably get uh, Alaba splitting, but he's a center back, so you would get Alaba taking some with, uh, you know, maybe Valverde. I, I don't know. Stuff to say. None of the guy, none of the guys in our projected lineup have taken sets besides Alaba. Yeah, maybe. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you would guess that Alaba takes at least like half the corners. He takes direct free kicks anyways. Sometimes, anyways, um, I don't think Vinny really takes corners. We'll see how that no, goes. No, but it's like that'd be interesting if if uh, neither Cruz or Modric started. Um, I might have some interest in Valverde. How much is Fetty Valverde in this one? My eyes too are- much, but you know. 64. 64? I don't know, Ryan. I know you really like Fetty, but that's... I'd rather play my boy. Yeah, I just love him. He's so good. Um, Yeah, I think Rakitic is kind of an underrated play. It feels like a pretty safe play. I know it's not a good matchup, but... He's always always an underrated play, so that sort of helps his case. Any, Any midfielder in a reasonable matchup, and I think Sevilla at home against Arsenal is reasonable... If he's taking most of the set pieces, you know, you want to make sure Suso isn't on. But mm-hmm. uh, if Rakitic is taking a set piece monopoly, those guys can go off. And I think Rakitic is on penalties as well. Um, again, depending on personnel. So that looks I think it might good. be Ocampos. Ocampos? Okay. I, thi- I think. I think we were trying to figure that out last time. Um, Fortunately, we can check these things and fact check myself live. So I'll pull up Ocampos, scroll down, hit penalty shots. We have nothing. Okay, well. Uh, Maybe they had, yeah, I need to look more into that. I'll uh, do what I tell my students. Uh, that's homework. Because uh, that's important. It's yeah. important whether or not Rakitic has pens. That influences if I want to play him in GPPs. I, I love For the sure. midfielders at that price range who, if it's one goal, it's 20 points. I feel like that's sort of a, if you can... In tournaments, yes. you can just eliminate any player who doesn't have that range of outcomes. Um, this helps at the forward position quite a lot, too. Like, Rashford is a player who, if he scores a goal, probably scores over 20 points. Um, 
maybe Luke DeJong is not that type of player. And um, I don't I like to help, just helps thin the player pool out a little bit. I but, see Veerman had, Veerman had two assists over the weekend, nine corners. And they were playing some, well, some low level Dutch team, but you know, he just fill he, he, he's always filling up the stat sheet. Yeah. And I think a matchup against uh ones is fine. I mean, it's, it's fine, but it was a tough atmosphere for Arsenal when they went to France. Yeah. That's another one of those. That's just like, you got to hope you run good because if, if lens get the lead, it's going to be a great spot for Veerman. If somehow, you know, PSV get an early goal. Oh, he's probably going to bust. Like, you know, it's just one of those, like, mm. that's how it goes. Same with Rakitic. If like, if they get an early goal, and it's Arsenal that end up chasing, he's going to bust. Like, I don't know. Yeah. All those very finicky game trees when you have these sort of like a uh, box up, you know, not non-attacking midfielders, midfielders who have a lot of chores on their to-do list. Um, yeah, we need some set pieces from those guys. Yeah, we need set pieces and we need them to shoot and create some chances for their teammates. I'm looking at the personnel for PSV Ryan, and it looks like we have three forwards, Chucky Lozano, um, Johan Bakayoko. Um, Saibari and Malik Tillman are more attacking-minded players. Um, mm-hmm. If they rolled out with that lineup, I would probably pivot to Piotr Zielinski instead. Um, I'm with you. You want to, I think you want to, if you just look at heat maps on a site like SofaScore, for example, uh, Joey Veerman is markedly a little bit further back on the pitch. He has to do a little bit more mop-up duty in that case. So you're really required to get set pieces. And in a world match, that's, uh, I don't know, the parlay gets a little bit tougher to hit at that point. So be on the lookout for the lineup in that situation. Um, Anything else to say? We shout out Rakitic. We shouted out... Do you have any interest in these um, lens guys at home? I know Fugini, he's like 7,900, always subbed early, takes most always of the set subbed. pieces. I just can't do it. But yeah. It's a good spot. I yeah. I mean, for tournaments, it's fine. It's just, it's not really a spot I was looking. I hate that their guys always get subbed. Tomasen scored a great goal against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's not really. As, yeah, I, I, they all get subbed, and I don't like that. Yeah, like, and you're talking about 7,100 if you want to, like, say, oh, Frankowski, maybe he assists someone, but you can play KK in a midfield spot for 7,100. So it seems a little bit thin. I know that main GPP has 3,500 entrance, but this is not the Millie Maker, and uh, your game theory gains there. That's, uh, that's stretching it, in my humble opinion. Um, I guess one other guy I got to mention is if Mount doesn't start, you got 3,300 Scott McTominay there who just can't stop scoring goals for club and country. I wish uh, I knew what was going on. I <laughs> suffered, uh, I suffered Scott McTominay tilts over some international slates over the summer. He just couldn't stop scoring. I'm like, this guy, like what the heck is going on? And, um, I had to rearrange my entire lineup for the two, late two game slate on Saturday. And fortunately I ended up just luck boxing into McTominay. Cause I thought, Hey, he's trying to, he's scoring goals lately. So why not? You know, I just, instead of fading the outlier goal scorer, I just decided just to play him like everyone else. And Hey, it worked out for me. So yeah, not a terrible punt. Um, I don't think you need to do it no. in cash games, but no, not in cash, but yeah, no, I, I think it's okay for tournaments. If you're on United, I get it. Uh, yeah. To, I guess, you know, I guess it's even fine for cash if you really like jamming some of the expensive guys. Um, to be fair to Mc, yeah, no, Mc, McTominay is a good player. I think he's, uh, he's sort of been unfortunate over the last couple of years. United have make, tried to make like everybody else work except McTominay, but he's actually really good. I saw yeah. Bayern were even in form in the summer and like people were so surprised by that. But if you use these guys in the right way, they can. Look what he does for Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, he's anyway. a good player. Um, I'm just looking through. Copenhagen. I mean, even if you think Copenhagen are, like, in a decent spot, like, there's 11 other teams to play players from. I just think that's too thin to play any of them. Um, looking through the rest of our midfield options. 
yeah, nothing screaming. I, I keep wanting to play these Benfica pieces. I just don't think you can play this Benfica Real Sociedad game, you know, outside of a one off, like maybe a Rafa Silva at 6K in midfield and GPPs. He'll be relatively low owned and, uh, you know, he can score a goal and assist. But um, I don't know. I don't want to look at that game. The Real Sociedad players are too expensive. I think, um, for example, Kubo is, you know, in the mid 7Ks. Maybe if Bryce Mendes doesn't play. I don't know. Do you have any interest in pieces in that fixture? Um, not really. Uh, I would play, yeah, I'd play someone from the home side in tournaments. I don't, yeah, yeah I think, but like you said, a one-off, I, I, what, I don't mind some of those Benfica guys as one-offs. Yeah, I, I think Rafa Silva in, in a midfield spot is actually fine as a one-off. That was something that, you know, it just might, it might fit in nicely, but yeah, nothing too crazy going with uh, midfield. The payup guys are good. Um, Veerman and Rakitic, and then maybe some punts appear, Chiquinho or Mason Mount. Um, those guys in a utility spot can open up the rest of the construction. But I think that's basically the lay of land at midfield. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Maybe we can uh, talk about Defender because this is where we disagreed initially, Ryan. So in my first uh, cash dummy lineup, I did not include a premium spend-up Defender, but you are pretty enthusiastically in on Christopher Trimmel in this spot. So why don't you why don't you talk about the case for Trimmel? I think, um, I don't know, if you play him, it's probably because you're playing Mount, and I don't know if that's necessarily the thing, the best thing to do because there's so many good plays at the 6,000 level. I do want to spend up for Saka. I do want to spend up for Bruno. It just doesn't leave me with much, and I think there's acceptable spend-down defenders. But, I mean, if Trimmel's on the pitch and he takes most of the set pieces, do you think that um, Berlin can generate enough set pieces at home against a strong Napoli side to pay off a $5,700 price tag? Um... Not all the time, but sometimes. Uh, if they go down a goal early, then I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I disagree just a little bit. Like For me, it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not I'm playing Mount. I think you just play Trimmel here. Like, um, when, the, when, the slate, when, the, when a slate is priced soft, why wouldn't you just play the defender with the highest floor? is sort of where I start from. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if he doesn't have the highest floor, you know, that's something I could be wrong about. It's not a great matchup, but I see Juranovic is out now. Is that um, I don't know. It says out. Yeah, he's out for Tuesday's clash with, with Napoli. I mean, Trimble's a guy who just, he crosses from open play too whenever he can. I mean, he's like, he's an old guy. He's not, he's not the most mobile. I mean, he's just trying to cross the ball in, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, it's like there's not many defenders on this slate that I feel confident are going to score 10 points. But I want the ones that are going to. Uh, 
Like he seems like the best bet. I don't know. Like, you know, again, I don't necessarily, I don't know like how this match is going to go. Maybe Di Lorenzo is a better play for the same price. Mm-hmm. Like might look really stupid, but Trimble takes a monopoly of set pieces. That's tough to ignore, at least pretty close to a monopoly. He had 17 crosses over the weekend. I yeah. know it's much different competition, but he's a crosser. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. That was against uh, Stuttgart, who I think are playing fairly well in the Bundesliga right now. I'm not a, I'm not a Bundesliga thought leader, unfortunately. Yeah, that's Alfie Dotti numbers. Um, we saw yeah. what happened to Alfie Dotti over the weekend, so yeah, yeah. Um, I jammed keep him. that in mind too. Yeah, we don't need to get too into detail there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the downgrades that I have for Trimmel is, um, you know, he's a great crossing player. I like using the per ninety tool just to get a feel for, you know, maybe if a player's, you know going above expectation or maybe their role has changed. It's a nice sanity check and Trimmel is a crossing machine, right? Always averaging around seven or eight or nine crosses per match. He's running a little good, but that's still an excellent floor. I don't like seeing that he's not a shooting player though. Um, I think for tournaments, I don't feel bad baiting that as much. Depends on right. what value That's a good point. Yeah. He's uh, he's an old guy with that without much upside. He has assist upside, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's not going to score. No. So maybe that does make sense in cash. It does feel like a, you know, pretty quote unquote preloaded 10 point floor. Um, it's just going to be tough to get there. I mean, one thing that you can do, and I think I discussed this with you earlier was you can play Sokka and you can play Bruno and then you can, um, you could put, you could play another midfielder. You could play like a Veerman and you could just use Trimble in a utility spot instead of some of these 6k midfielders or forwards. Um, I think that's quite reasonable. So when I started thinking about it that way, that made Trimble seem like a more palatable play as a utility piece, because maybe you're comparing Trimble to, would you rather play Trimble or Anthony, for example, Ryan? In cash. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. It, it, it depends how you view Anthony, I guess. Yeah. Um, or a similar price player. Let's say Di Maria's fit. Would you rather play Trimble or Di Maria? You don't need to fill the forward spot. You're just, you know, 700 extra dollars to sprinkle in your lineup and you could use them in the utility. Yeah. I don't know. I I think you just have sort of the opposite answer that makes me like not quite as confident in Trimble. Because you can play the forwards. Yeah, I guess those other guys are priced. Him. Those other guys are priced closely to him, mm-hmm. and they then they have upside. Yeah, and I just kind of see the downside case. Like Di Maria might get subbed off after sixty minutes if he's you know only got sixty minutes in him. Um, you know, Politano can get subbed off and not hit a floor necessarily. So I see the case for using him in that spot. It depends what the extra seven hundred dollars would get you. So that's why I keep on going back and forth about um, you know playing a Trimble type option. Um, I guess we'll have to see. I think it's one of the trickier parts, but I think the most persuasive thing that you told me was if pricing soft, why, you know, why am I rolling out Jordan Teze and Victor Lindelof in my two defender spots? If I can just afford Trimble and make the rest of my lineup work. When you put it that way, it seems a little bit more persuasive. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how, yeah, that's how I think about it. Um, The, you know, the case for the other side is, uh, you know, if you really need Saka, you know, if he smashes the 6K range, then you can get away with not having Trimble. But yeah, you're relying on Saka to smash. That's basically the thesis. You're relying. On- you can also play them both too. Like, I, yeah. you, you can play them both. Um. Yeah, you can play them both. Like, I don't. You know. <sighs> It's another one of those things where you can play two of the 6K mids mm-hmm. or you can play zero. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, if none of them are, I just don't know who, you know, I need to play there. Yeah, it'd be cool to play two of them, but like, you're not missing out on anyone. I guess this is the that's case. how I see it. This is the case for playing Mason Mount or Chiquinho if they start, because if you just throw them into your utility spot, then. Uh... Well, what if you played. I'm just throwing this out there. We can move into defender. What if you played Trimmel and both United fullbacks? Yeah, you can fit. You can fit that. You know, like it, or like, or is three defenders? Are you giving too much away? You know, not having the upside of some of these six K guys. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. That's- 
it's very cashy, but you know, maybe if the six K guys had more clear routes to set piece, you know, key set piece roles. Maybe not a lot I'm of- underrating some of those guys, but I mean I don't know, you know? Yeah. It definitely Elinsky, seems like Veerman, Rashford, Anthony, Rakitic, you know, all solid plays. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's tricky. I thought the slate spending, I wasn't really thinking as hard about Trimmel before talking to you, but how you allocate your defender salary really has implications on, you know, who yeah, you're you know, at the high range and stuff like this. I hope I'm not overrating him. You know, it is a tough matchup, but you know, he has at least what he has at least 13 drafting points in his last four starts. I know he's been consistent. 49 crosses in his last four games. I know it's a tough spot. I, you know, I I don't like to see him getting subbed. I wish I knew more about that. Like Mm -hmm. was Juranovic on the bench or not? Is that who comes in for him? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know much about this Berlin team. They have. I I think that happens. The Juranovic and him swap in and out. Sometimes they both play at the same time, but I don't think that's happened for a while. Rusilian too, or however you say his name, he, he's out too, though. So, like, makes me feel pretty, pretty good about Trimmel. Yeah, if Juranovic is out, you do feel good about his minutes. Maybe that tilts the scales a bit more. Um, you were pretty enthusiastic about the United fullbacks. So, um, one situation which has just been tilting me for some reason because like I, I don't like being lied to by these idiot coaches but like Reguillon was injured in the Burnley game like a month ago and he clearly nicked his hamstring and then Eric Tenhock says that he's sick and then he's out with a hamstring injury but now the hamstring's totally fit but he didn't make the squad over the weekend because he's sick but apparently he he might play on Tuesday so I don't know what the heck is going on but I do know that what's even worse than this is that DraftKings priced him at 3,500 when he was 5,900 over the weekend. So, I mean, if Reguillon starts, I don't even care if he plays 75 minutes. I'm just clicking him into all of my lineups. So I think that makes one decision clear. Um, why don't you tout uh, Diogo Dalot for us? Because, I don't know, I find him to be a really frustrating player, but um, you think he has some upside when he plays on the right side. Yeah, he's he's very frustrating. Um I think it's more about matchup. I think, you know, it, it it depends how you feel about this matchup against Copenhagen. This should be like, you know, quote unquote, get right spot for United. As long, yeah, I know they've been really bad, but they're just, they should be on top for most of this game. I know we've thought that before and it hasn't happened, but that's just, that's the way I'm playing it. Um, Dallow, I do think he has a little higher floor on the right side. He's just going to get more crosses in. You mm-hmm. see it with all these guys because he's right-footed. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just upside is probably the same. I mean, he scored. He seems to score his goals cutting in on the left and shooting uh, when he plays left back. But yeah, you know, I, you know, trust me. Dallow's frustrated me many times. Everyone many times. Part of it is that United just haven't been great and they've been so inconsistent. But in matchups where they dominate, he's a good play. I don't know that they will dominate. I just I think there's a chance. I agree with you though. Reggie own 3500. He's just you just have to click him in there. Um, he might even take a couple set pieces. Yeah, he um, should have gotten an assist in that Burnley game as well. But Johnny Evans obstructed the goalkeeper. I had Reggie on that day. In case it's not clear, that's burned into my memory. Um, if if um, Reguillon doesn't start, um, Victor Lindelof has been deputizing at left back. He got an assist over the weekend, and I'm only you know he's not going to probably he's probably not going to get another assist, but he was pretty advanced up the pitch. He's a decent defender. You like him as a defender. I thought he's kind of average, but um, I think he can function as a left back. And when you're 2700 on the flank for the biggest favorite of the slate, that's never a bad play, especially in cash games because it allows you to do a lot. Um, yeah, that would be an easy click if he started as one of the fullbacks. Um, what about tournaments? Would you try to get off of, of a chalky Lindelof? Or... Hmm. You can go either way on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably still play some in tournaments because 
there there's not that much opportunity cost on this slate. It's also, you know, part of the reason why I like Trimmel or DiLorenzo. At least I don't see it. Um, guy in the chat asking about Goncalves. I think he he splits sets for Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I just yeah, I think that's fine. I don't like. I just I don't normally roster a guy on the biggest underdog when they're away from home, but I get it. United have been bad. We saw Galatasaray score goals. It's a good price tag, especially with other United players. Um, I don't mind that call. There's just not a lot of good defender options. There's a lot of like, I'm intrigued, but I don't really feel bad about fading them. Um, like, would you rather right. play Dallow or if I told you Alaba was going to take half of Real Madrid set pieces in this formation? That seems pretty tempting. Well, if he's playing center back, that does change. Even things. if he is playing, Even I don't if, know. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I was about to bring that up. I think you probably have to go with Alaba taking sets. Weird that's what say, I would but... do. I'm, I'm looking for any reason not to play Diogo Dallow. Yeah, that's honest. fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to oversell Dallow. I just think it's a good matchup. I think it's good insight. He plays on both sides, and it sort of changes his game a little bit. Um, Danny Carvajal at 5,400. That is a, you know, DraftKings does all this weird pricing stuff, and then Danny Carvajal costs like, is the same thing as uh, Gio Di Lorenzo. Um, maybe they'll maybe they'll look at their pricing one of these days. But uh, Jordan Teze, man, he annoyed me last week. I was cashing until that stupid late goal, and then I got passed by a small train of lineups that was irritating that was so annoying he was like chalk for just just random randomly chalk because he was a cheap fullback he fit the construction and yeah right right like i considered like, him too i looked into it dove deep into his stats even from previous years he, he, he was that was like an important point and then yeah the ball just like fell to him in the box was, off of a set piece it was just ridiculous the reason i didn't play him is because i was like well there's no way he's scoring this is what this is what happened. Like, um, I saw that he scores. Right, we get the alert in Discord because Bear has a time machine that tells him when all the goals happen. And then ten <laughs> minutes later, the Golazo show shows. I'm like, well, let's see what Teze did. I mean, you know, he's doing all right in this game, so decent play. And it was just like a Chicharito finish. Like he was just like a fox in the box and puts it in. Ridiculous. But um, at 4,500, it is uh, technically a fine play. I wrote him up. Um, he fits in that range. But now that we know that, if again. Like there's a lot of context here. Um, if Alaba starts and he does take set pieces, if none of Modric or Cruz are there, I would definitely prefer Alaba to him. Um, yeah, a lot of ho hum options. Have we missed anyone in? Oh, I want to talk about Alex Ba. He might not be fit, but he's always an attacking player at 4100. Um, I don't really understand the injury situation well, so. Um, look into that and see if you could expect, you know, if he gets subbed at 60 minutes, that's a bad play. Um, would Juan Bernat be worth rostering at 3,700? Um, Adam told me that he also has some fitness issues as well. He's not a particularly inspiring attacking player, but when you're a fullback for a favorite at home and you cost 3,700, I think that you're a completely acceptable cash play. Yeah. Um, If yeah, didn't Adam mention something about the minutes? It's the minutes that I would be concerned yeah. about. If if Bernat was going to play ninety, sure, or if there's a chance at ninety, sure. Um, I'm looking more into Goncalves because his game log is just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to say in his last four starts, he's went seventy six, seventy nine, seventy five, sixty four. Mm. So he's never made it to eighty minutes. In, in his last five games, just something. Um, but yeah, he score, he can score goals and take set pieces. So I do get it. Um, one other guy, I don't know if he's going to start. I think, oh yeah, he's going to start. He was just rested guy with upside is this, I don't even know how you say his first name, Deaver Machado for, for lens Colombian attacking fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, you could play him for 4,300 or what 40. Yeah. For same price. He's got upside. He scored a few goals already this year. Um, tournament play, yeah. tournament play, tournament play. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a Liga MX type of game log getting subbed early. Um, right, right. It's the same kind of thing. Like as Goncalves. Yeah. That's not a bad option. Um, 
Gio DiLorenzo, always an option. He's always live for a goal, so I'll probably play a healthy dose of him. I like him as a player. I don't know. I click the button a lot, and it works out. So maybe. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan, especially for fantasy. Um, I noticed Matias Oliveira. We currently project him to start 3,800. That would be a much better. I would prefer that to, um, you know, Alex Ba or um, Juan Burnett, I think, just because Napoli just see. are a favorite I, I, and a more attacking side. Has he ever scored 10 points before? Oliveira? I genuinely don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to check. It just seems like he just... Oh yeah, okay. He's got. He had a game. Where, oh, six tackles, one got him to eleven points once. All right, maybe I take it. Back. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you see that? Like, yeah. so part of the reason why they 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 sort of turn their formation and Di Lorenzo gets forward and Oliveira kind of doesn't. A lopsided from, from, formation. From, yeah. So so from what I've seen, so you know, just he's priced that way for a reason. Yeah. All right. Fair point. I'm not as tempted. I thought he was a more attacking player for some reason. Maybe he was in the World Cup. You know, I've seen him be. Yeah, I've seen him. I've even seen him as a wing back. And I, I maybe that was for, did he play for Uruguay? I, yeah. I've seen him play attacking for, for, yeah, but he just hasn't been this season for Napoli. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is a slate where you could maybe fit in uh, Trimble and DiLorenzo? That would certainly be a contrarian way to play, I think. And uh, if you kind of want to throw a lot of darts at the mid-price positions. Uh, yeah, we I talked don't about see this why last not. It seems, it seems worth a squeeze. I, you know, zag when others zag. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, is the answer. Like, I will probably have one of them in every lineup. So, like, yeah, you could, I could play them both as well. I don't know. These are the slates where I want 10 points at both defender spots. Yeah. Because the mid-price guys, if you find them, I think that's going to be extremely powerful. So you kind of want to equip, like, assuming that three or four of the mid-range, you know, Rashford types really pop off in a big way, that construction is probably going to be a favorite to take down the main GPP, which is pretty exciting. Um, Right, or, like, or you really, you just need Sokka to not pop. Yeah, 16 It's like one player, him him and Vinny too, I guess. For, for those other constructions to work. Oh, I don't like fading Vinny nearly as much. Um, no, <laughs> that's I'll, I'm going to play scary. some Vinny. That's always a scary proposition. What do you think the chalky um, tournament construction is going to be, let's say, in this uh, large field contest, the $25 buy-in? Do you think it's going to be maybe spend up for two players and then you know, maybe at most one expensive defender? Um, I think balance builds are going to be more popular. Bruno's probably going to be the most chalky player on the right? right. Yeah, I mean Bruno. I don't see. I don't see how Bruno's got to be crazy owned, right? I don't see how you don't play Bruno. Yeah, uh, I get that it's Champions League, so so you could fade him because there could be a lot of goals. But yeah, he's going to be the most popular by a mile. Mm-hmm. After that, I don't know who's going to be the second most popular player on the slate. Yeah, uh, you know you. You didn't. You thought people might not be too keen on United, but I have a feeling they might be. They're the best players. I, I think it'll just maybe be kept like a few clicks down. Um, but yeah, I mean, how do you not play a healthy dose of Hojlund at seventy two hundred and Rashford at sixty six hundred? You don't really get many opportunities like that. Um, so I mean, and especially if you're playing Bruno, right? So from a game theory point of view, people are going to say, well, if Bruno's a lock, he's probably going to get, an, if he gets an assist and he goes off, give me the goal scorer. Um, so playing two Manchester United players in the same lineup, that's probably going to be a popular tactic. Um, so that means you have, you know, a $9,400 midfielder and then a 6K forward. So it's just, are people going to pair Bellingham and... Bruno together a large amount, or are people going to do like, you know, pay up for Vinny and Saka a lot? Are they going to be particularly popular in tournaments? I kind of just want There's so many good plays. I just don't want to be on the popular salary. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think your pairing of Bruno and Jude is pretty good. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't think it'll be that chalky is what I, is what I mean. I mean, as far as like, yeah, I think people would be more likely to spend up for Vinny or Saka with Bruno or pair him with United guys. Yeah, I I don't know, Jack. Uh, I never know. 
what ownership's going to be like. I just feel like people are going to not really feel comfortable with a lot of these matchups and just sort of default to United home against Copenhagen. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, Ozzy's saying for GPP, it looks like Benucci takes penalties. Um, that's why not? I don't know how expensive Benucci is, but you can always throw that in there if, um, that fits. But, um, Ryan, I'm starting to worry about how old this Union Berlin side is. Um, this makes me maybe like the Napoli game a lot more. You have um, Gosens is not a particularly young player. Trimmel is not a young player. Looks like you have Benucci. Um, I don't. It doesn't seem like a very dynamic side, and Napoli are a pretty scary side to face against. Um, I wish I knew more about the Bundesliga, more about how Union Berlin play, but this Napoli game is starting to look like one of my favorites. I mean... Healthy yeah. Varchella, I think, uh, you know, Polytone is a fine player. I, I think I so, too. You know, they're, 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 they should be helped with no OC men out there. Should make yeah. things a little bit easier for them. Uh, I'm with you, though. They they did just sign Brendan Aronson, or they got him on loan or something. I don't know that he's <laughs> going to start, but uh, that would make them a little younger, at least. No, I'm with you, though. I, my, I have one or two Napoli players in all of my lineups right now. I don't know. That's probably the best way to say it. <laughs> it. It seems to work. I mean, like how many people are going to play Giovanni Simeone if he gets 75 minutes? I don't know. It just seems like, um, it seems like how often are you going to get uh, KK at 7,100? Yeah. Reasonable right. ownership. Like he's not a must play. Like yep, oh, it I feels agree. really tempting. It feels like a really good button to click. I agree. Um, yeah, any of those Napoli forwards, Politano, if it's Simeone, it could be Raspadori, who also takes some sets. Um, yeah, you know, it just, and I'm just trying to look, there's not a lot of other spots to go. So no. I do think these spots will probably end up pretty chalky, but yeah, but I, mean, I think you can get, you can just, you can get by that with one-offs, uh, from yeah. these other games too. Yeah. The United game, it just has to be chalky because no one's going to be like, hell yeah, give me a Joey Veerman and Luke Dijon stacks. Let me run a train of 50 of those right. in the GPP. Um, Arsenal are a little bit expensive. Um, Martinelli, 8,900. Jesus is the most interesting to me at 8K. Odegaard being the cheapest, I don't mind that, although Odegaard has uh, disappointed me greatly in big spots <laughs> before. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think. The pitch. Yeah, he didn't disappoint me in King of the Pitch a couple years ago, but yeah, yeah no, he, I know. Uh, yeah, I think these Arsenal guys are good leverage, all of them except Saka. I don't think any, or I don't think any of them except Saka will, will be popular. So I think that's fine. Yeah, Jesus is going to be in a complete salary dead zone. How many plays have we talked about that are within six hundred dollars of him it's either you spend a thousand more for Vinny or right you're going down to kk so that's uh yeah that's an intriguing that's an intriguing play for me it's one of those where you wouldn't be surprised to see like him randomly single digits you know or like uh yeah i don't think anyone wanted to click these arsenal guys especially in that price range yeah, Martinelli's a pretty ugly click odegaard yeah so that's a i think a arsenal one-offs look pretty solid in that sort of situation just for that reason like if you're worried that you're a little bit too chalky right like probably a bad idea to play united and napoli like heavily in the same lineup but maybe you can get away with it by playing a jesus or making something fit i don't know i don't want to you know maybe you just know ball and can play the best plays and just know you what's just play happen. the best right right yeah there's that too yeah i wish i knew ball <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like the Benfica guys are okay. We mentioned them. I'm just looking. I can't really lens, I guess. Maybe we sort of talked about them too. I can't, I can't do it. Well, I guess we have to talk about our cover boy, uh, Wahi, uh, Adam Zadroik's favorite player in the world. 6,900. Scored a goal every two games for Montpellier. But, um, you know, Ryan, you weren't impressed. You thought you'd see more. I'm oh, just, no. I'm dragging, I, you. I'm dragging you a little I bit. I shouldn't no, have said doing... that. <laughs> No, I, I watched all 32 of why he's Montpellier goes this morning after Adam touted to Adam touted him to us. Um, scored a very nice goal against Arsenal. 
uh, yeah, you know, promising prospect. I, I liked what I saw uh, from that home atmosphere. Like, so I, like I, I, I could get on board playing one of these guys at home. I guess it would probably be him. He seems like they're most likely to score. I just, what I said was, he's not an out-and-out striker, which is fine. He, he's more of a, more like a wide player, skill player, but those guys score plenty of goals too. Is he sort of like a young man's son when he's forced into a centered forward position or? Yeah. You know, tough to say for me, since I really haven't, have only watched highlights. I can't really. You watched the just bombs clip of him to speak on it fun. too much, too much. <laughs> I yeah. He felt more of one of the typical French wide player types, you know, the Dembele's Coleman type, you know, molds is, is Wilf Saha, those types. Yeah. That makes some sense. Well, I think we covered most of it. I mean, Chalky, Chalky United and probably Chalkier than we think Napoli after we digest. We're probably not going to pull a fast one on there. So enough one-offs to get enough leverage on the field if you want to play one of those games, which is fairly exciting. You can just be like me and play Jude Bellingham. Can't wait. We'll see how that goes. You'll know how my day is going by, you know, the 70th minutes just based on that alone. And Ryan, do you know what we forgot to talk about? Mm. Goalkeeper. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm yeah, proud yeah. of us. Can you, yeah, Here's me what I have too. to say about goalkeeper. I don't care who you play at goalkeeper. I'm just going to, every time I write the Champions League article, I'm just going to tell the goalkeeper playing against Arsenal because I'm salty. <laughs> I literally don't care who you play. It just seems like a good spend down slate. Like, um, you can't play players on all of the favorites. So just look. Okay. I didn't play um, Vinny or Jude. So I'll play the Braga goalkeeper. That is how I plan yep. to address the position about as brainless as possible. I don't care who you play a goalkeeper, please fade me or support me. Just uh, do not bring the pitchforks outside my house, please. Nope. That's pretty much exactly what I do and exactly what I'm going to do. If I don't have any Madrid players, I'll go down to the Braga keeper. A lot of my lineups will probably have Nyland against Arsenal. Like you said, you know, mm -hmm. Lineups that don't have Arsenal players, get, give me an island. Um, you know, whoever. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that hard. If you want to model goalkeeper, I wish you all the best. I will say, if I spend up at goalkeeper, I am not vibing with um, Andre Onana. Tim Howard gave a pretty comprehensive review about how he is not playing the goalkeeper position well from a technical point of view right now. Um, mm. You know, this is allowing like easy rebound goals for Manchester United. That's the ball knowing take that I'm going to I'm going to give you on this show. So don't spend up for okay. Anana. If you spend up, uh, why not the Benfica goalkeeper whose name is I totally know it, uh, Trubin. Um, that seems fine. Fifty one hundred. Maybe that's the only yep. match that has a clean sheet. Trubin. That yep. seems fine. Sa Samba seems okay for forty nine two hundred le less at home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The thing I was going to say about Onana. I generally agree, but if I'm playing, like if we get, if I'm, if I have any lineups with both Reguillon and Dallow, I do kind of like that. Uh, just because it's one of those slates where you have all the next favorites on the road, Madrid, Arsenal, Napoli, maybe none of them keep clean sheets. And then you just, you get a big edge if United end up being the only team to keep a clean sheet. They haven't been great, but. You do. Just, I, would... I should say I should have said, you know, it make the fact that I like both of his defenders makes me like him slightly more for DFS. Yeah, I would argue one thing. I know when Ceramic went on Jordan's podcast, he uh, dropped a hint about something that he seemed to know that others didn't. And it's, uh, you know, when you play a defender, is it better if his team is scored on or not? He's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It depends. And uh, I wonder, yeah. I wonder if you that's a fair Ronan point, Gallo, if that's if they're going to hit a ceiling. Uh, you know, it's nice to get the clean sheet points, and if defender's weak, it's a little bit better. But I almost want United to go down a goal and Reguillon to have to, you know, get to 12 floor points. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I was thinking more along the lines of, man, just give me, you know, just give me 10 points from all three of them, 12 points from all three of them. I'll I'll be perfectly happy with all that. I mean, Onana, Reguillon. Dallow. It's not like a $7,000 Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm applying no, not at all. Diogo Dallow. So that does materially change the game. And there's also just not that much opportunity cost at defender. At least I don't see it that way. So yeah. 10 points from guys at that, at that price tag is good enough for me. 
probably good enough. That's a good point. And Trimble might not kill you. You're basically only fading a goal from a popular-ish deal. You're right, though. The, the, that's still a, a good point from Saramek and stuff that I'm trying to to do more of. Playing yeah. defenders opposite, you know, guys that – opposite – yeah, you know, guys that are going to get scored on and have to chase the game. Yeah, it's a nice correlation. And maybe yeah. a boost for our boy. Christopher Trimmel. Anyway, we've been going over an hour. Uh, do you have anything else you need to get off your chest, Ryan? Any flag plants? Any obscure play that you think is good? Or uh, should we wish the people good luck? Uh, no. Yeah, we'll wish them good luck. I think you, the last thing you said hit it. I, I said I had Napoli players in all my lineup so far. That was part of the reason I also have Trimmel in every lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, if my Napoli guys are going to score, it's just going to work out perfectly. Yeah, I do like the I do like the fullback bring back. So. Uh, don't do Brian. Don't do me. Don't play Jude. Bennett. No, he's gonna don't even him. play Trimmel. He's 36 years old and he's going to be on KK's side. He's getting a yellow for sure. Probably going to get subbed after that. Just play Di Lorenzo. Yeah, Di just Lorenzo. play Di Lorenzo. And you know, it's unbelievable that people keep playing Jude Bellingham, who's probably running like double over his expected goal. Oh. It's getting all these lucky goals and everyone thinks he's the best player in the world. You know, he's a solid player, but he's obviously Can't running. Can't play high, Jude. So fade him. So fade him. Um, you know, play it's 3K overpriced. Yeah, 3K overpriced. You can't do it. Just can't even click it. And uh, Ryan and I, just look at how we did last week. You know, we're bad. So, you know, we want to play these guys. To Don't listen to us. Um, <laughs> that's if you want to be successful. And you know what you can do if you want to be successful? At Blenderhead and ask him 1v1 decisions. That is my final advice for the slate. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be tilting. Good luck. Good luck, everybody. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.